Welcome to King's Touch Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe God's word will impact your everyday life. Okay, let's go through Romans chapter number three. We'll read through it and then I have my area of concentration. What advantage then has the Jew or what is the profit of circumcision? Let's go much in every way, chiefly because to them um, were committed the oracles of God. For what... For what if some did not believe? Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? Certainly not. Indeed, let God be true, but every man a liar. As it is written, that you may be justified in your words and may overcome when you are judged. Let's go. But if our unrighteousness demonstrates the the righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unjust who inflicts wrath? I speak as a man. Certainly not. For then how will God judge the world? Seven. For if the truth of God has increased through uh, my lie to his glory, why am I also still judged as a sinner? And why not say, let us do evil that good may come? As we are slanderously reported and as some affirm that we say their condemnation is just. Let's go. What then? Are we better than they? Not at all. For we have previously judged both Jews and Greeks that they are all under sin. If you remember last week, that is what we went through and we said um, there's no partiality with God. Everyone at the end of the day is going to be judged. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Um, there is none who understands. There is none who seeks the, after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. Their throat is an open tomb. With their tongues, they have practiced deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness? Let's go. Um, Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace they have not known. 18. There is no fear of God before their eyes. 19. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Let's go, 21. Here is where I'm beginning our, my area of concentration. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God through faith in, Christ, in Jesus Christ to all and all who believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 24. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. 25. Whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness. Because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. 
to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus Christ. This is my topic today. God the just and the justifier of those of, of the ungodly. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? No, but by the law of faith. So it means now we are under the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Oh, is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith, do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we establish the law. Take me back to verse 21 to 26. I know to some of you when you're listening, it's mambo jumbo. You're like, I mean, law, righteousness, justice, what? I mean, this is, this is a law. It's, it's, it's too technical. And that's why when it comes to the epistles, especially of Paul, and especially Roman, the, the Roman epistle, either you have to be a good Bible reader, or there are some chapters that you, you just need a good discussion, or you need help. Praise God. And of course, the number one help is the Holy Spirit. And um, it's interesting that theologians say, chapter 3, Verse 1 to Pakapo 10. That's the hardest chapter to do an exegesis on. And so many of them skip over it. And lo and behold, I'm skipping over it. See, kwa ubaya. Ni kwa sababu tumeshai discuss when we are doing chapter number 1. So if you want, go back to the very first time we started, um, <laughs> the first time we started uh, this series. And you will see we actually went through chapter number three um, as, as point of reference. I need you to understand that the way Paul is writing this epistle, he, he is picturing himself in a courtroom. And he is presenting um, 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 the judgment or he's presenting sinners. But at the same time, he's also presenting God. So, anaongea kutetea wale wenye dhambi na wale ambao hawana dhambi. But at the same time, anaongerea upande wa mungu na kwanini anahukumu mataifa ama anatukumu sisote kama binadamu. So, in one side, he will present himself, you know, as a plaintiff. And on the other side, at a, at a, at a present himself, which one, plaintiff and, and the accused. Eh? Kuna offender, plaintiff, which one is, kuna mshtakiwa na, na mshtaki, kwa kifupi. Tuende tu naluga mbao tunayelewa. Tusijo tukarete, ya na shida. Bwana yesu asifiwe. So chapter number one, paka chapter number three, paka uwa mstari wa ishirini. Anaeleza kwa nini dunia ihukumiwe. So kwa kifupi, anaishtaki dunia. And then kwanzia chapter, kwanzia verse 21, do now anaanza kutetea kwa nini wasihukumiwe. So we have entered into now the second phase of matters. Because before that, in in our first few um, 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 series, is 
almost a part of you feels very convicted. Ama, you know, if you're not careful, you will feel like you are being condemned. But truth is, everyone has to understand that there is sin. And for you to understand there is sin, we will go through the law. So that's why in verse 31 he says, so what does it mean we should not preach the law? No. As a matter of fact, we must preach the law so that people can see the importance of salvation. Because if you don't see your sin, you won't see why it is important for you to have salvation. Bila kujua dhambiyako, hutaona umuhimu wa injili. And bila kujua hukumu yako ingepaswa kwa nini usingejua umuhimu wa injili na gharama aliyolipa msalabani Are we together So anashitaki ama ana, anaongea kwa upande kana kwamba anashitaki why as men should be judged and then now from verse 21 he's talking about that at the end of the day these people are already judged and Jesus already did it all So let's just go through it that we see just how deep this um Um, how deep the price was or why it had to happen why why did Jesus have to die really because most of the time we know for sure that it is for a sin but don't you ever think that it is almost always just for us Um, before it affects you it has affected God are we together Before sin has affected you, it has affected God. And that's why God had to deal with it. Praise God. So, from verse 21, let's just go through it again. One step at a time. So that, you know, usibaki na But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been manifested. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets. When you're talking about the law and the prophets, we're basically talking about the books they were reading back then. Sawa? Hawakuwa na biblia turionayo ambayo unayona sasa hivi. Though the law vilikuwa ni vile vitabu vya Musa and the prophets were all ni mkusanyiko wa all the prophetic books. So, The righteousness of God has been revealed or has been witnessed through these books. Wakifupi he's saying the righteousness of God has been revealed ama has been shown ama Mungu amekuwa kijidhihirisha na haki yake katika vitabu vyake. So we don't have an excuse. So he says um But now apart from the law the righteousness of God has been manifested being witnessed by the law and the prophets even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all those who believe so he's even saying even in the laws and the prophets we would still see that people who had faith though Jesus was not yet manifested that they still saw the righteousness of God even back then are we together Um, as long as they believed. For there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Being justified as a gift by his grace. Through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. Whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood through faith. This was to demonstrate his righteousness. Because in the forbearance of God. He passed over the sins previously committed for the demonstration. I say of his righteousness at the present time so that he would be just in the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. We will simplify this. Don't worry. I don't know how many of you know the, 
והם, ניתן זה יפה, מה נעשית? Old school, that's why I told, you know, the contemporary to sit there. But, um, so I, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to find the right key. Damu ime bubujika niya imanweli wakioga wenyetaka usafiwa kweli Look at you. You're all staring at me like this. Is this such a young generation that they don't know this him? Because the only one alikuwa naimba ni mama naniliu. Ni mama ke eliesh. So you know, the, you know the tone, but you don't know the words. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So now let me give you the story behind this hymn. William Kobler wrote this around 17, 70-something. But ni miyake fumoye miyasaba na. He was a 28 years old man, young man, yes, and he had a total mental breakdown. You know, that breakdown to the point like you believe that th- there's no hope. He was in total despair. And when he got there, there was, a, there was an evangelist who was also a doctor. And he would encourage him, would pray with him, pray for him. I mean, the guy had tried to commit suicide three times, but it didn't work. As in Maisha Yadikwokokyukfupi, he had given up in life. And then this man of God, or stroke, you know, doctor, would try to engage him, would try to talk to him. I mean, show him so much love, love on him as Christ would, and what, what. But then he still just didn't get it. Until one time he comes across the Bible. And according to history, he found it on a bench in a garden. And he took that Bible. But it was not an accident. As in, that Bible was placed there by the evangelist. So he opens up and he goes through John chapter 11 and he sees that God is a loving God. He sees this Jesus and he sees his benevolence. He sees his mercies. He sees that he's concerned with people who are broken hearted, people who are suffering, people who are in trouble. And then he now opens to Romans chapter number 3. Verse 25. And he says, when he saw that verse, when he read that verse, that day, everything broke off of him. Because he knew what led him to a place of mental breakdown was self-accusation. It was self-accusation, self-doubt, not believing that he's worth of anything. As in just... That whole, I don't know if you have ever been in a place like that, but your mentality is bombarded with the lies of the enemy. Telling you, you, do, you don't fit into anything. I mean, you cannot mount up to anything. So he comes across this and he realizes, even my sins have been passed over. And as long as I believe and I have faith in Jesus Christ, I will be just okay. That day he received Jesus as Lord and Savior of his life. Nobody led him. Do we understand each other? Hakuitwa mbele kusema wale wanaumpokea yesu leo. This was a very personal encounter with God through reading the scriptures. 
And the Bible says from there onwards, he went on for 35 years serving God. But there is one thing the author notes. He says 35 years with depression. He was still battling depression. But through those 35 years, too many people came to Christ. So you come and you understand Paul when he says, struck down but not defeated, destroyed. As in, it's like, you, you, as a Christian, you're always somewhere. God gives you righteousness, but at the same time, there is, the wrath is revealed. Both are going on, you know, concurrently. So this guy, for 35 years, they say he was still battling depression. But for 35 years, he has given us hymns. And he brought many to Christ. He faithfully served God till the day he died. Now, at the end of the day, salvation is an inside work. It is that uhakika. I know who I am and whose I am. I know where I am and I know where he's taking me. I know eternity is my portion. Are we together? Does it mean that I might have 35 years of battling depression but at the same time serving God? Does it mean that everything is going to work so smoothly? There are people, everything will work so smoothly and we envy you. God bless you. But there are those that life will be real. But why do they still live? Why do they still believe? It's because it's an inner work. I, I, I don't remember who I was talking to. I don't remember who I was talking to. And then, um, I don't remember who that was. But I, I, I remember I was on my way home. And then I asked Evie. We were talking about somebody going through a challenge. I, I just asked. Evie, why do they still come to church? As in, with what they are going through. How heavy and how deep it is. Why do they still believe in this God? Because supposedly this God is supposed to help them. I mean, they're supposed to be out of this situation. Why are they still coming? Why do they still have hope? Because Mimi come and see her. What they are going through. So you realize it's a very, very personal decision. It's a very personal work. And it's not that we were saved. Yes, we were. And we are saved. But we are continually being saved. Because the righteous shall live by faith. So faith does not end. You have to keep hearing the gospel. This is part three of why we need the gospel. The gospel is still needed to the unbeliever and to the believer. Now, why did Jesus have to die on the cross? I've gone through my Kalito testimony of William Cooper. Verse 25 and 26. Just take me to 25. 
so that tujaribu kuidadavua 25 and 26 whom god set forth as a propitiation you're talking about jesus by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance god had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus take me back to 25 this is the this is the innermost meaning of the cross Jesus becoming the propitiation kwa kifupi sin demanded justice sawa i mean god demanded justice and if people are living in sin they must be judged they must be judged according according to the holiness of god it requires judgment but then there is a problem here because god had been passing over sins him being a just god he was supposed to judge every sin We'll go through it and do please prepare for me second uh second Samuel chapter 12. We know this story very well. David in chapter the chapter before that he had seen uh Bathsheba, had seen the wife of Uriah. And then, you know, he required of her he went into her the bible says and then she falls pregnant and then he realizes oops I've messed up then he makes sure kokomba uriah is killed now in chapter number in chapter number 2 um nathan the prophet comes and by the way you need a nathan in your life you need a nathan in your life you need a person who will come look at you straight in the face and tell you you were wrong and tell you repent and tell you if you continue this way you will die you need anathan in your world and if you have anathan in your world and you are running away you are well on your way to trouble because god puts nathans in our lives i don't care how big you are how connected you are how mighty and powerful how rich you are you need anathan in our world bwana yesu asifiwe So Nathan comes to the king. The king. His word is the law. If he says, "Sikia, akija mama hapa." Eh? Akatoa agizo. Yaani in fact hata siposema ni agizo. Katika kuongeke kana kwamba ni suggestion. Wanaosikiliza wanapaswa kwenda kulifanyia kazi. Because of the authority she carries as the president. Now God is giving you a word to go and face the king who has committed adultery and murder. So Nathan goes and talks to David. And in fact he's he's a very wise man. I I love how he went through it. Akaanza na kahadithi kake flani hapo hivi. And then the king was enraged. He said that man should be found and killed. And Nathan tells him that man is you. Some of you don't even know the story you're, you're, you're staring. Okay, can we read for the sake of the people who have no idea what we are talking about, please? 
You should spend some time with your Bible. I beg. Let's just go through it. Then the Lord sent Nathan to David and he came to him and said to him, there were two men in one city, one rich and the other poor. Oh, may God give you wisdom. The rich man had exceedingly many flocks and herds. Let's go. But the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb which he had bought and nourished and it grew up together with him and with his children. It ate of his food, of his own food and drank from his own cup and lay in his bosom and it was like a daughter to him. I don't know if you're seeing the wisdom, you know, Nathan was given. And, and, and a traveler came to the rich man who refused to take him from, to take from him his own flock and from his own herd to prepare one of the wayfaring, way, wayfaring men who had come to him. But he took the poor man's lamp and prepared it for the man who had come to him. So David's anger was greatly aroused against the man. And he said to Nathan, as the Lord lives, as the Lord lives, the man who has done this shall surely die. Isn't it amazing when another person's sin is magnified in our eyes but our own? Isn't it amazing how we are so quick to say, you deserve this. But when it comes to you, you say, but I deserve mercy. I mean, it's an everyday thing. It's life. David is clearly demonstrating it here. But let's go. And he, uh, and he shall restore fourfold for the lamb because he did this thing and because he had no pity. Hello? Then Nathan said to David, you are the man. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. Now God is showing him how he has been good to him. It is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. So God is counting how many times he has been good to David and he's telling him, I gave you your master's house and your master's wives in, uh, into your keeping and gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if that had not uh, had been too little, I also would have given you much more. You just needed to ask. I've given you, in, including the wives of your master. I mean, anyone you wanted that could have given you, you just had to say. Let's go. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? You have killed Uriah the Hittite with a sword and you have taken his wife to be your wife and have killed him with the sword of the people of Ammon. Now therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. I want you to, to shikiliapo because you have despised me. Thus the Lord uh -uh. Thus says the Lord Behold I will raise up adversity Against you from your own house And I will take your wives before your eyes And give them to your neighbor And he shall lay with your wives In the sight of, the, of, of, of this son By the way this came to happen His very sons You know his very son slept with His wives It was gross for you did it secretly. But I will do this thing before all Israel. Before the sun. Na kulikuwa ni mchana kwa upe. Na watu wote waliona. Sawa. 
Let's go. So David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, the Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. Why? Because in Numbers, the law of God says life for life. When you kill, according to the law of Moses, when you kill, you should be killed. Because no one has the power to damage the glory and the image of God. Because man is made in the image and glory of God. So that's why he goes back and he says, why have you despised me? Meaning any sin we commit, we are despising God. But then there are instances and there are many times as much as God was despised. This is what it, what it means when he says we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory. Because by choosing sin, it means we are foregoing the glory of God. It means we are foregoing his goodness, his beauty, his, his faithfulness. I mean, we are simply foregoing his personality. We are tarnishing who he is. And we are showing that we are not, we are not grateful for who he is in our lives. And now we need something more, something extra. Hello? So, choosing sin is falling short of the glory, meaning I have exchanged the glory of God to whatever fleshly pleasure that I'm going to get for whatever that amount of time is. So David is in this place and the punishment he deserves is to be killed. Because to begin with, Kumbuka, we, we went through the laws um, last, last Sunday. One of the laws is you shall not covet your neighbor's wife. Him, he did not only covet, he went ahead and picked, you know, her for himself. And then now decided, Kabisa, I'm going to, to do this thing wholly and fully and kill the person. So, I may commit any quasile moral laws that we were talking about. I may commit Zaidi Atatu, basically. But God comes and he says, I have put that away. By God putting it away, it means he is agreeing with his glory being tarnished. I don't know if you guys are understanding. By God not killing David. Because the one deserving of death is David, not the children. Because at the end of the day, Mtoto alikuja kufa. Sawa, we know the story. So, God, to preserve him being God, because he's true. Because remember, he says, let every man be a liar and God be true. So, him being truthful and being a one who watches over his word, he should have killed David. Because that deserved justice. And that is not the only time God has passed over sins. I mean, he would let people kill lambs, kill animals so that he can pass over their sin. Truth is, whatever they did, they were deserving of certain punishments. And whoever it is that killed were actually deserving of them being murdered. Are we together? Now, God saying that I have passed over your sin, it means he is agreeing with falling short of his own glory. 
So kwa kifupi he is forsaking a portion of his glory so that he can have a relationship with man. I don't know if you guys are getting it. This is why Jesus had to die. Because there could have never been a better sacrifice. I mean, no lamb, no, no, nothing, nothing ever could have come close to a type of sacrifice that had to be done so that it could appease the anger of God. It only had to be Jesus. So Jesus dying, Jesus dying on the cross is now justifying God for him passing over the sins committed before Jesus dying on the cross. So now, Nikama, Nikama Yesu Kufa, Ana Halalisha, Mungu, Kuzi, how do we say, Kukupasova, Kuzi, Kuzi Ruka, Kuzi Sahau, Kuzi, you, you understand? So it's like God, ana, Yesu Anakuja Kuhalalisha, Ule Msama, Ambao Kiukweli Niko Kwamba, Ulikuwa ni Msama Waju, Lakini, you are still deserving of course. It was covering, not forgiving. So, by him dying on the cross, he's justifying God, passing over. And now it's no longer passing over, but now he's blotting away. David in Psalm 103, he actually comes and he says, I praise you God because you have not judged me according to my sin. Yani what I deserve, please let's just go through Psalm 23, I mean Psalm 103, so that you get, you get a much better picture of, of, why, of why this is a big deal. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Let's go. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? Let's go. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. Let's go. He made known his way to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. Um, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. David, when he's singing this psalm, he knows why he's singing it. Because he knows what I was deserving was death. So, kwakifupi, God... You see all that, all the things that he's saying, like he's dealing with us with, by, by mercy. He's forgiving our sins. As in he's, he's, um, he's revealing his righteousness and all these things. Kwakifupi and he's being, you know, he is, he's conducting justice to those that are oppressed. Kwakifupi by him doing this to ungodly people. Hello? Because if you don't have Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, then you're ungodly. In court, court. So, if he's doing this to ungodly people, it means he's passing over their sins. It means he's agreeing with despising his own glory. And this has happened time and time and time and time again. Until 
Jesus dies on the cross. Because now, ndo, ndo, ndo maana hilo neno propitiation. Kukomba sasa, ndiyo amefanyika, imekuwa, imehalalishwa sasa. The demands which were against man now are fulfilled by Jesus dying as if it is the whole world in sin. So now, God is just. And because he's just, he is the justifier of the ungodly. Meaning, sasa mungu amefanyika kwa na haki kuziruka zile dhambi ama kuzisame zile dhambi. Lakini, sio hivyo tu, baada hapo sasa anafanyika halali kukuhalalisha wewe. Ama kukupanya wewe uwe na haki. That's why now he exchanges your unrighteousness to his righteousness. I don't know if I have made any sense. So the price oh Jesus had to die it was not just for your sake. It is first for God's own sake. So that he may not judge himself as an untrue God and an unrighteous God. Because for him not judging those sins he is already being unjust and he is already being unrighteous. Because the law demands punishment for every sin. And I'm not saying that everybody got away with the sins that they committed. But I'm saying that even if God punished them, it was less than what they deserved. Are we together? So, now you come to this place and you're wondering. This God, who did all this just for just for our sake who decided that no in the meantime i mean let me put you know that's why he says so that you may be justified in the meantime let me just put you know my glory like somewhere there until jesus is done then i will be appeased and then now people can be free but how exactly are these people free he says now it is by faith in jesus christ Verse 26, when he says, uh, when he says, to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So maybe we might ask ourselves, we are still on why we need the gospel. Some of the things that we go through, the only way we stay and we believe in the justification is by faith. Is by faith in Jesus. Not in your deeds. Not in your sadaka. Not in your talents. Not in any other thing. But in Jesus Christ. Wakifupi he's saying trust me. He's saying trust Jesus. Because I trusted my, the, I trusted the, 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 the destiny of my glory in Jesus. So who do you think you are to believe in any other thing? If I myself, God, was justified by Jesus dying on the cross, his blood is what made me now just and the justifier of anyone who believes in him. How much more do you think you need to have faith in Jesus Christ? Did I make sense? It is deeper than what we think. It is not just for our sake. First, it was for his sake. First, ilikuwa ni yeye aisafishe kwanza jina lake. Maana we ni mungu muongo. 
Kwa nini huhukumu wa watu? And this is why people still have an issue with God today. Why are bad things happening and the bad people are still living? Then you're not a just God. Why are you not killing them the way you used to kill them then? Then you're not a just God. So kusafisha jina lake for lack of better words Jesus had to die. Are we together? And then he says have faith in Jesus. Kwa kifupi if the father could trust the son kumsafishia jina. Do, do, do you get it? How much more you and I? That's why we need Jesus constantly. Kwa kifupi trust Jesus. He has you covered. He has your future covered. He has your life covered. He has your health covered. He has your money covered. He has your marriage covered. He has your singleness covered. Trust Jesus. That's what he's saying. And this is why now you come to understand why Romans chapter number 8 is such a big deal for Amayo Shabaha. Lord, please give me the patience. Please take me to Romans chapter number 8. From verse 31. He says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, man, I need you to understand, he forsook his glory. He let his glory be tarnished. Hello? Just so that he can have a relationship with you and I. He put his name at stake. That's why a better name was given to Jesus. Because now even the name of God, the reputation of God was somewhere in trouble. Apo, katikati apo. Kwa sababu, you're failing to show yourself as God. And then he says, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son. Because he knew the only remedy is for Jesus to die. So he did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all. How will he not also with him freely give us all things? All things. I don't care how big they are, how deep they are, but how? Come on, come on. How will he not also with him freely, with the same Jesus, we go back Trust Jesus. Freely with Jesus, you'll get all things. Freely with Jesus, you'll get your faith. Freely with Jesus, you'll have your peace. Freely with Jesus, you'll have your health. Freely with Jesus, there is no price you have to pay. Freely with Jesus, you shall have all things. He says, who will bring a charge against God's elect? The just has now become justified. And he has justified you, the ungodly. Who is now to judge the elect of God? Who is now to judge you? Because he already became judged. And because he was already judged, now he has the ability to justify you. I, uh, people of God. Can you move on? He says, who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies who is he who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died. Yes, rather who was raised. Who is at the right hand of God. Who also intercedes for us. Sikia, ni kama haijatosha. 
Yeye kujustify you. Now he seated at the right hand of the side of the father and he is interceding for you constantly. That's why we were saved. We are saved and we shall continually be saved. Why? Because he is constantly interceding for the just. Who have not done anything to become just. I don't know if you get it. He goes on and he says, who will separate us from the love of Christ? Because believe me, as much as this was a law issue, this was a legal issue, it was a love issue. It was a love matter. He says, who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword just as it is written for your sake we were being put to death all day long this is Jesus saying for your sake I was being put to death all day long that thing took a whole day he was beaten up the whole day mpaka nakuja kufasatisa mchana hii ngoma ilianzia kuanzia usiku amini usiku wake wajana anahukumiwa for your sake we were being put to death all day we were considered as sheep to be slaughtered but in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us for i am convinced that neither death nor life no angels no principalities no things present no things to come no powers no heights no depth no any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of god which is in christ jesus our lord trust jesus we don't have an alternative there can never be a better alternative. It's only Jesus. If our faith is rooted in him. That's why he says in everything, in deed and in word, do it in the name of Jesus. As you move, it is in Jesus. As you breathe, it is in Jesus. As you think, it is in Jesus. As you do your business, it is in Jesus. As you go ahead and get into relationship, it is in Jesus. So the question is, am I glorifying him? The price that he paid, am I upholding it? That's why he gave you grace. Because you knew by your own deeds, you cannot be able to uphold that glory. So he gives you grace so that that grace can teach you. Kukata ubaya. Hello? Listen, I was going through this thing yesterday and I was crying like a fool. Like a foolish woman. Because I realized this thing was deep. Eh? I mean, you mean it was your own name in trouble? I mean, it was your godliness, your faithfulness, you being God the judge. It was you that you, you had to... And, his long suffering is patient because he waited for centuries. Eh? This sin is still bugging him. This unrepented sin is still within him because God cannot stay in a dirty place. I mean, him and sin do not see eye to eye. But mind you, he still loved on these same people. 
He still covered them, akawakumbatia, akawapenda, akawasaidia. They stand out wherever they go. You look at the Israelites. If somebody is a Jew, wherever they go, they just stand out. Because of the glory of God. Little do they know a portion of his glory is being despised every other day until Jesus dies. Now he's just and he can be a justifier of everyone who has faith in Jesus. Your talents cannot give you this. Your money cannot give you this. Your fasting, by the way, cannot give you this. Only Jesus can. And he says, have faith in Jesus. That leads us to, so, this faith thing, I hold on to it, whether it works or it does not work, as long as I'm still within Jesus, then I am safe. I mean, whether I die waiting or I get it before I die, as long as I am in Jesus, then I am safe. So, whether I will die single or I will die with five children, as long as my faith is still in Jesus Christ, I still have the glory. As in, his glory has still covered me. I am still safe. I'm in a much better place. Everything might not work out according to my plans. But as long as I still have faith in Jesus, I still believe that he can still do it. I still believe that he can still change. I still believe that they can still get saved. I still believe in Jesus Christ. Whether I see it with my own eyes, all my generations to come are the ones that shall see it. I still have faith in Jesus Christ. That is what to hold on to. Shika sana nacho. Hold on to that faith. He took a very high price. Can you put up for me? Tenzi, Semana Sita. I want us to just stand and just worship him in that. In that reality. Because if a person who walked in deliberate sin the way David did and God still passed over that sin how much more should you and I who are in Christ Jesus now be grateful on the fact that I am justified by faith. By faith, I am justified. I didn't have to die on the cross. But as long as Jesus died on the cross, by faith, I am justified. All my shortcomings I'm still justified in Jesus Christ. All my sins and issues are still justified in Christ Jesus. My having and my having not, I'm still justified in Jesus Christ. 
There is no deed I will ever do that will justify me except me having faith in Jesus Christ. I want you to think about all the things that you thought you can find help someplace else. And I want you to lay them at the feet of Jesus. Because he talks about it in, in Matthew. Like, mnaangaikia nini ivivitu vya dunia? Because even the birds of the air, and they don't even wonder. The lilies of the valley, they are the best dressed. Simply because they decided to trust. Have faith in the one who created them. I don't care how deep that issue is. I don't care how big that issue is. I want us to lay them at the feet of Jesus. And trust Jesus that he will answer. Trust as long as you are in that Jesus. You are safe. You are fine. Trust as long as you are in that Jesus. You will not die prematurely. Trust as long as you are in that Jesus Christ. You will see that vision coming to fruition. Because if God did not withhold his one and only son. How much more can he freely give us all things? All things. And when he says all things, he's not saying some things. He's saying all things. Whatever that has troubled you, I don't care how personal that issue is, all things shall be given to us freely by us having faith in Jesus Christ. For the, for the next two, three minutes, just lift up your voices. Whether it's thanking him or it's you releasing that thing at the feet of Jesus and allow him to do that which he pleases because at the end of the day, our safety is only found in Jesus Christ. Oh my Lord, my God. What shall we say about these things now, oh God? If you are for us, if you are for those that were once unjust, if you are for a people who are weak, if you are for a people who can turn around and change their minds anytime, who can be against us? And my God, I'm not that we are taking it for granted what you did for us on the cross, but our hearts are filled with gratitude. We say thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for the sacrifice that you did for us. Ah. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and share the message to your family and friends. Follow us on our social media at Kingstar Church.